We are back with another episode of Stream of Thought, and today is episode number 31, and we begin the conversation. Victor is back from an acting audition, which ended up going pretty well, and I had my own stuff going on tonight, which... Rick's got... He was pretty short-tempered when I showed up to pick him up, because my radio was too loud, and he got mad that I didn't see him standing at the edge of the driveway when it's dark outside and he's wearing all black. He had, like, a little therapy session, and was just... felt like he was... Talking to a child. That's probably the best way to put it. So we unravel that yarn, and where that leads us is eventually into quite a fascinating conversation. Yeah. We talk a little bit about what I've learned in the industry for acting and agencies and kind of what my goals are for the next uh, few months, and then we kind we, Well, that? we kind of transition into talking about personalities. And oh, that's right. It, it's the, the YouTube or fame-oriented oh, personalities. Right. And then we we sort of transition into a, na- a very fascinating topic that I can't believe we saved until the very end. Because I know. That, that is prime cut right there, my friend. I know. That last topic, the mystery topic of the day. The mystery topic of the day. You're just going to have to wait until the very end. It's totally pretty in- it. interesting and entertaining. But with that being said, episode number 31, 31, Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, dude. Mostly. Sorry about pulling in your driveway all with the volume. <laughs> Telling you, man. I know. I'm over it. I'm over it. I thought it, I was surprised at how irked you were when I pulled in. I was like, I. It's like it was not even a hello. What's going on? Can you turn it down? It's just, it's just like immediate zero to a hundred. No, the minute it's, I it's pulled in, one of those things where you just create a lot of noise. Anyway, I'm be- I'm I'm beyond it. Don't let's no. Stop. But here's my favorite. My favorite is when you're like it. when you're like, and I was standing there, so you wouldn't have to pull in the driveway. And I was like, I didn't even see you until I almost drove past you. Yeah, and I then know, I know that I was like, you were wearing black. Well, you were, and you were coming <laughs> down the ro- the wrong way. The too. wrong way. No, the not the wrong way. way. Yeah. The it, the uh, opposite way that I usually exactly no actually no I always subject. come from I always come from that way actually you never come from yes that I do way. yes I'm I do I go down western well that's silly yeah all right anyway anyway yeah so it's I feel like I've aged maybe two years <laughs> this, this, what in the last just, three just, hours just or something tonight. like that yeah just a night just it's from been a long the last night the, the last just from the last couple hours or the whole day <laughs> yeah just okay. the last couple hours primarily what, but we're good was it just like just sitting there just listening being like oh my goodness how how can these like an, I would imagine how an adult feels like sometimes like how can these children not understand. This environment that they're putting themselves in. <laughs> kind of like scratching your forehead or what? Kind of. I mean, I've moved beyond disbelief. It's just a matter of there are so many people. Broken who, record type thing. Exactly. Is that we all know the right way to orient our lives. And it's just a matter of um, being willing to do it. Right. And uh, it's it's tough. It's, it's tough when you're trying to discuss big picture things of like confronting confronting tough things it takes a lot of energy and um and to be a sounding board is uh it's it's it takes a lot out of you so the truth is a hard pill to swallow truth is a very hard pill to swallow speaking of which what is the truth what is the verdict from your little acting audition oh yeah i went to an audition tonight that's what i was downtown that's why we're meeting as late as we are yeah so my audition was at 8 50 it was only like 20 minutes long 
I auditioned with two other guys at the same t- in that time slot, and we did a reading of um, a script that was completely unrelated to what we were auditioning for, and then we did some improv, and that was about it. It was a lot of fun. Cool. But it was it wasn't. Um, I mean, it was pretty laid back. You know, it was at, it was an audition at Second City for a web series that students of web uh, that students at Second City are doing. I can't remember what the pro- writing or directing program or some program that they're in. The students are in. Yeah. And they're casting actors for a project they need to complete, um, and it's like, uh, it's like a real thing. It's not. It's. Not like some and come see the show one night only. Like it's a film that they're doing or a web series. So it's, an, doing. it's an ongoing project. Or yeah, like I mean, that. if I were to, I, if I get called back, I would have to go back for a second audition. And if I am chosen, we would film this for You're about a chosen. for about a month. Yeah, and then maybe two months actually, and then it's done. Oh, I hope you are the chosen one. Yeah, me too. It was cool. Enter the Matrix. It's cool just to go to another audition. Mm-hmm. I keep a notebook of, uh, actually, I have a notebook of all of my acting in, uh, not, I don't have any improv notes, but all my acting notes from acting one about a year ago when I started. And then one of my classes that I took was auditioning on camera uh, with Lauren Welke, who most people probably know by as Lauren Phillips, because she got married, I think, a year or so ago. And... She taught this class, auditioning on cam, auditioning on camera, and um, one of the things that she always mentioned was like, yeah, always like find a little win in every audition. And pretty much what I learned from that class is like, you do not need to freak out about auditions. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's no big deal. People freak out and stress out and get super nervous. It's just like just go in there, do your thing. When you're done with it, if you feel like you did a bad job or you whatever, just. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Move on to the next thing. Well, so I mean, it's been a, it's been how many months since you've been doing this second tier of the uh, second city, like your the classes. Uh, this has been since like the middle of June, so f- about four months now. And that's about when you start doing like extra work too, right? Well. The very first time I did extra work was seven months ago. Okay. That was the first time, and I didn't do it again until four months ago. Yeah, I think. So now that you've dipped your toe in the water, what are, what, what, what are you envisioning oh, this I'm whole totally, thing looking like? I'm totally over doing extra work. I mean, five times is enough. Because yeah, I told I know you, you that the before. first time was just like, wow. This is so like a magical. This is amazing. And then I did it a second time for Empire, and that was when I that was when we recorded after my sixteen hour day, and I was still wearing a suit, and I was talking about it, and it was still really really fun. And then I did the very next day, Widows, after working sixteen hours and oh, sleeping yeah, for great. like four, and I was like, ah, this is all right. I'm kind of tired though. And by the time I did it at Empire again, that was the fifth time doing extra work. I'm like, all right, I'm over this. Like, the magic's worn off. And well, it's I've, one of those things that you had a chance to experience. You know what the vibe is like. You know what's expected. You know the routine. You know the you know the routine. You know the lingo. You know where you stand in the hierarchy. 
you know, you know, you know your your place. Yes, on the totem pole, and you just like I said, you know the routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, w- what is the next step? Just continuing Second City, or no? Well, so I get I will finish with the acting lab in December. I have to audition again to continue with the improv conservatory. Oh, that's right. That's when it starts getting tough, right? That competitive. Uh, no, that's just like it's just more learn. It's just more like tedious, like putting on a show, learning how to put on a show. Oh, okay. So mechanics and, and stuff. like writing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so these are my next steps. So I will write and actually got headshots done. I think a week or two ago. So. Right now, I need to contact the photographer and let him know which which photos I chose. I'll get those printed, and then what I'm going to do is I have a list of agencies that I will send my headshot and a copy of my resume and a cover letter to looking for representation. My goal would be to find an agency before the end of the year so that come 2018 it's like okay i'm done with the acting lab i have an agent now i have somebody looking for work for me on my behalf Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm going for what is the probability of getting an agent in this line of work in in your type of position i mean i don't i can't give you a number or just describe i mean here's, here's here's how it works though anybody can be an actor Anybody even, can even do it. Even me? Yes. Anybody can do it because there are an unlimited number of roles for people because it's it's based on, you know, your look. You know what I'm saying? Like, it Makes depends sense. on what they're going what they're going for. Totally. But, um, I, but what I'm saying when it comes to agents, there, okay, there okay, can't yeah. be. So, yeah. so you can't just, I mean, your probability in finding an agent just... Saying to yourself, you know what? I think I want to do this. Let me just contact some people. It's like it's probably slim to none because I say that because you are now this person is going to spend time on you in hopes that they can continue making a living on you in addition to several other people that they would represent. So unless you have training and unless your resume can tell this agency, hey, I'm serious about this, you're probably – may not find one if you're just walking off the street like, hey, I think I'm going to try this. Like, no, you need to have some type of <laughs> commitment to this mm-hmm. before someone will pick you up. So you think that your the Second City cred along with your extra work is puts you in that top tier of potential candidates. But it also needs a – but like let's say, for example, you know, whether that agency, hey, you might be great, but they already have somebody that looks similar to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, there's that. There's a lot of variables that go into it. Yeah, but our, I guess my question was, are, are there a ton of agents out there? Or is there well, an endless Well, you need to be super supply? careful because it's a super... It's like a shark it, tank. It, it can be a very shady thing. Yes. If you're not... Um, if, you're, if you're networking with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Because obviously this is an industry where people for sure – like, for example, well, the one thing they say over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. No porn. No, not that. Is you do not – do not ever give somebody money up front for anything. Yeah. 
for anything. The agent will will collect money when you collect money. That's the same. When you way get that... paid, the agent gets paid. There is no reason not e- not even like ten bucks, twenty bucks, not even like, oh hey, we like your headshots, but we actually want you to use our photographer. Uh, it'll be like only two hundred bucks. Like there is no reason. It's a huge number one red flag is if at all they try and get someone tries to get you to give them money for representation or for something, anything, it's just like nope, completely illegitimate. Yeah. Um, nine times out of ten, you know, right away. Unless yes. there's some weird thing that I don't know about, you know what I'm saying? But that's just drilled into your head over yeah. and over and over and over and over. And I'll say the same goes for the writing world, too. It's yeah. you For agent representation in the writing world, you mm-hmm. would never pay for, like, a reading fee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, you have to use our editor or things like that. It's the same, the same thing. They'll make money off of commission. The same thing, too, is, like, they say for modeling, which I'm, like, in the middle of trying to find representation for that, is every single legitimate site will say, you know, if someone contacts you claiming to be from our agency before you contact them, call this telephone number first so that we can confirm if that person is, in fact, with us or not. Mm. So they say over and over, like, it's on every single website, too, whether it's, you know... Ford or Stewart or Factor Chosen, or they all say the same thing. Two things are: we never require photographs in the nude or in lingerie. And two, if someone contacts you saying that you're they're from this agency, call this telephone number before contacting them back so that we can confirm their identity. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like super predatory. I mean, the things that people will do for, you know, whether it's fame or success or just, you know, people can be... There's that added power element. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, that's definitely not the case. That's where where it breaks off from the writing world is that, yeah, we don't, I mean, we we don't have to worry about any of that. It's like, you know, the merits Mm -hmm. of the book and, and connections and stuff like that. But you, yeah, people are willing to do crazy stuff for that fame and fortune that they're promised by acting. Yeah. Wow. There was a there was a television show that I really enjoyed watching a couple of years ago called Wicked City and it was it was not even on television for a complete season. They canceled it after like four episodes or something. It was a cool show. It was mm-hmm. really cool. But ABC just pulled the plug on it real quick. But anyway, backlash from the um, studios. I don't know. I think just I don't know what happened. They well um, some devious no well plots going on. Chris Hardwick always talks about how t- television shows these days don't aren't are never allowed to breathe or kind of find their identity or their brand. It usually takes two or three or maybe four seasons for that to happen. And so when things aren't happening right away, okay, boom, this is pulled. Yep. You know. Yep. But anyway, it was called Wicked City, and there was an episode where the serial killer. Um, and his girlfriend, who's kind of, like, slowly beginning to realize she's into weird, creepy stuff, like killing people, too. They – he pretends to be this photographer. They're at a party, and he's like, oh, why don't we go up to my hotel room, and I can take photos of you. And she's like, oh, okay. So she goes up to the hotel room with them taking photos, and he's just slowly like, hey, you should take your clothes off. You know, uh, hey, uh, maybe we can have a threesome or something weird like that. And she slowly just, you know, step by step – is going with the flow. And mm-hmm. it's just like, that is a little shady. Yeah. Just a little bit. And I'm sure you can totally see how that would happen. And she ended up dead. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. So be careful, Victor. Yeah. We don't want to see your face on the news. 
So, but, okay, but, like, in the writing world, I guess, there, there's a pretty healthy selection of agent rep availability and representation out there. It's just a pain in the ass to try and get them all. I, do you guys have some sort of master yes. list? So what I did was, thank goodness we live in the age of technology. I know. I Google. Oh God, Google, yeah. I Google Chicago modeling agency, agencies, Chicago um, film agencies, and like a whole list comes up, and I write down I write down the names, and I go back and I look at the websites, if they have open calls or not, what they require for sending in photos, you know, whatever. And um, there was one that, and all the ones that I've, and I've talked to enough people and gone to enough places where they're like, oh yeah, these are all, these are all pretty legitimate places. Um, one of them, though, was just like, I don't really know about this. I can't, like, I don't know why I felt weird about it. But I asked someone when I went to an open call, I was talking like an agent, and they're like, I've never heard of this. I don't think this is like a real thing. But it comes up as like an agency when you're looking. Mm. I can't remember what I was trying to get at. It was something along these lines. Yeah. What was your question or what were we just talking about? Uh, I don't know. We sort of have deviated from whatever. I was talking about something. I completely forgot what my point was. Yeah, I was asking if they had a registry or something. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. Um, there is on the SAG-AFTRA website, you can look by city what agencies are registered with the Screen Actors Guild or okay. what agencies are registered with these legitimate unions. So I have a list of maybe like, I don't know, 25 agencies. 17 of the 25 are registered with the uh, SAG-AFTRA Unions, mm-hmm. union or something, um, doesn't mean the other ones aren't legitimate. It just means that the other ones are just that much more solidified and credible inside the industry. Yeah. You know, so you would be then. These agents are like regional or whatever. They they work they operate within a particular geographic area. So would you be tied to that geographic area, I guess? Yeah. So, I mean, let's say, for example, there's, I mean, there's an agency that's in Chicago, New York, L.A., and Miami. Yeah. I mean, I I can't speak 100% on how it would work, but I would, this person would be in Chicago, and I imagine that maybe they, uh, that they would maybe work with some of their other people that they know in different parts of the country and I could go other places. I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. really speak on that because I, that's kind of gray to me because I'm not like in the door yet. I'm just kind of know as much as I know from the outside looking in yeah. because I know people who have modeled and it's like, I fucking look at their Instagram and it's like, Oh, look at you in Miami in LA in uh, you know, in these different cities, but and also the thing is too, is you can have, um, you can ha- you can be represented by two or three different agencies. Mm-hmm. And there's this other thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Unless you have a contract for that's that's exclusive, where this where the agents or agencies are like, I want you and only you. I I do not want you to be tied to any other agency, which yeah. is kind of a good sign because it means that you're marketable and mm. that that they're willing to bet on you to 
I, like I said again, yeah. continue their um, income for living and everything. Mm-hmm. So if someone says to you, like, yeah, we want you, we don't want you to be signed with anybody else, that's a good sign. Yeah. Oh, I'm putting my hair up. It's going to be... You're <laughs> fidgeting a little bit. But, yeah, dude. It's so, it's so fascinating to me, though, just how pretty much everyone feels as though they are worthy of that illustrious honor of having agent representation. Don't you feel like everyone who you've met in the acting industry sort of feels as though... Or is there is there more humility than appears no, on the surface? No, I think there's more humility. You think um, so? Really? Yeah. I've never met anyone who's like, I deserve an agent. Like, this is ridiculous that I don't have one. Really? Yeah, Okay, never. maybe that's I've never met a, anybody. Interesting. Uh, a... What a Hollywood, a Hollywood stereotype or something? Probably because I Unless feel like maybe that's people the are like just maybe people are like that in L.A. but not Chicago. At least I don't know. Maybe. I don't know because I feel like Chris Hardwick talks about that a lot as well. That people are just feel they're entitled to have representation, yeah, even if they're not prepared. I or, bet that's a California thing. I don't know, dude. I can't speak on that. <laughs> it's possible. Oh my goodness, I do. I do. On a tangentially related note, I do have. I do find myself entertained every once in a while going on YouTube and looking at some of these channels that have, you know, less than a thousand subscribers who have been putting out content for a while and who honestly, you know, think that they are just the best things in sliced bread. Oh, like us a year ago? Absolutely, <laughs> dude. We are the exact type of channel that I just love. Well, it's funny because I've over. seen some channels and these channels have, you know, 300 subscribers it's like how does this video have 80,000 views oh I know you know <laughs> what yeah what it's like man you really have a poor sub to view ratio right there but yeah and then well because a lot of them I feel like I see a trend is that a lot of them who've been putting out content for a couple of months see one or two videos do really well kind of like us mm-hmm. and then they get frustrated that future videos aren't doing just as well and that they're not, like, spiking to the top. And so then you st- see them in their videos, like, start begging for subscribers at the beginning. Like, <laughs> Make sure that you subscribe and click the bell so that you're always notified whenever we post a video because you don't want... And it's just... You can tell that... There's an air of desperation about Yeah, it. I was going to say, you can tell their endurance is, is running low yeah. and that <laughs> they're well, groveling and I, for subscribers. And that's the thing, too, is that part of, the, part of why... Like the YouTube channel that I'm running for Ray right now, it that is I, I'm not expecting any great or massive things. I'm not expecting him to go viral or anything like that. It's just I know that over the course of two years, if you just do something consistently, great things can happen. Mm-hmm. But it has to be consistent, and a lot of these people don't understand that. And so it's like sporadic content or content that's super <laughs> needy, like. Like I just like fuck. I'm a subscriber. I don't want to be doing work for you. You're the content creator. Stop asking me what your what ideas I should have. I for my love um, when you were mentioning all of that. I just love looking back in this room, especially like oh, with the camera set up. Like, and I think it also had to do with maybe a little bit like this room was just big enough, if not slightly. I mean, it was just big enough, but it was just. Maybe just a little bit too small, but it, even if this this these bookshelves weren't there, yeah. that would make a huge difference in terms of space. But what I'm getting at is looking back 
and like people, uh, the three of us getting on each other's nerves. Oh my I look goodness. back and I, I just, I laugh at that every time because it's not, like, especially with three people, it's not like two people where it's like, I'm upset with you and you're upset with me. It could be like person one is upset at both person two and three. Person three is only upset with person number one. Person number two is totally cool. Like with with everybody. Yeah. And just like that, those just kind of just flow and go in and out of just like who, who is upset one, with two, who. Three are. Yeah. Yeah. No, Victor, that's... Neil, and Rick. VNR media. Whoa, what? that's weird. Whoa, Victor, Neil, that... Rick's VNR. I never thought about that. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Well, it's so funny though because, you, I mean – I don't know. I feel like we we kind of expected that ourselves. Is that we? I don't know. It was so much fun, and then after a while, it was like it was. Just, it became work, it became and it was like, why isn't this work? Why isn't this becoming successful? Why exactly? Well, with the amount of time and energy that was spent putting into these like massive productions, that mm-hmm. were, I mean, for our size, three dudes yeah. who have stuff. Yeah, this is a this is just a hobby for us. Yeah, and to put the sort of effort that we did to in those productions and then for to us to get like a dozen views on our videos oh my was really disheartening i do wonder what would what would have happened what would things lo- i mean i still think I it would have fizzled out but what would have things looked like if we didn't have to make a new channel yeah remember that yeah gosh but yeah it was weird like because for a while i mean obviously you get very little views and then it goes up it, it incrementally goes up yeah but then it was like when we started the new channel, it was pretty much like starting from scratch yes. and this huge production goes out and this video goes out and it's like nine views. Yeah. It was Evan at Carmichael. least like minimum would be at least, I think we got to the point of like a hundred views, They're right? On, on some, but on, on a couple videos, yeah. it was, but it was enough of, it was enough. It was it numerical was data growth. of growth that gave us a little bit more morale and, uh, you know, endurance stamina to, to kind of, yeah, and stamina to, to keep going. Absolutely. And, uh, that was that, I have to say that was a devastating blow. It, it really was. Cause, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, I don't, I don't know what it would, would have looked like had things gone according to plan, but it is hard to grow a channel from scratch where you're not, but I mean, no advertisement, no, like not really any promotion. I mean, but your, I mean, look you're, at what happened though. Your, uh, editing skills went from i would be it'd be fair to say non-existent i mean you <laughs> yeah. had you had background but the skills that you have now looking back to what you started with pretty much almost nothing or very inter, in, extreme basic skills yes like shot up through the roof neil um his uh saying the whole ums and be, his diction he can speak in public yeah his his diction and uh, television persona kind of yes. came out, and it wasn't just so like tone and cadence. Uh, yep. So uh, uh, I don't. I can't really point to anything unless you can see something. I had fun. It was cool. I don't yeah, know. No, you like, really haven't changed at all. <laughs> I think that you've developed. I think you've developed a better spatial awareness because I think you pick up on cues much okay. much better. Yeah. Now. Yeah, that was true because I could watch everything. You, yeah, and it was just getting into the flow of like you could sense you knew you knew Neil and myself and then yeah. all you had to do was just keep an eye on the guest. Yeah. And you yeah. So we all grew in our unique ways and totally an invaluable experience. But there is that lingering 
sort of regret today. I actually changed up our logo, our YouTube channel. I know. I went on there. I noticed I purged, a lot of. I noticed. I do. I saw that. I was on YouTube the other day to look at some videos, and like they're more unlisted. Than, so more than half of them there. were just like, meh, sorry, not available to the public. Yep. It's like fuck. I know. I was like, well, I can still sign in and watch yeah, all you of can them. Watch them from I was here. with Kyle, and I was going to show him. I was with Kyle because he was telling me about his business venture, like trying to start his own company, and he was reaching out to. Uh, he tried to reach out to like the founder of. I mean, he had some ideas for stuff, and he's had these little wins along the way where he's been in touch with, you know, people who have gone through shit and made it to the top. Yeah. And he was just really excited. He's like, I'm going to enter this competition and this and that. So what happened was I told him, like, oh, the same thing with the YouTube channel. Like, it sucked. We had these little wins, Evan Carmichael and Elliot Hulse. And I was going to show him one of those videos. And I looked up. I was like, I can't. What What is going on? All these videos are not available oh, to watch. I just made that change, I think, today. Or not all of them, but a like few that. of them. Yeah, no, I, I went through. I purged everything. Now it's just stream of thought episodes. That's okay. For your entertainment. Yeah. Why not? I mean... You gotta, you gotta grow. You gotta evolve. You gotta let go of things when they don't work, right? Or if they failed, accepting that you yeah. can't do anything about it. It's over. I mean, good experience. Take the positives. It's like the there's no bad uh, there's no bad audition, right? In acting, you know. But at one point, I, I think to the videos. At what point is there? What defines quitting versus persevering? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, when does it become a futile effort? Yeah. You have to realize, and I think we. Talk- I would say if you're just not, pa- if you just don't, if you're just not passionate about it anymore, like if you're exactly. just, you know what, it's just gone. Yeah, because you, it requires an insane amount to work where the regular person would just quit. But if you really love it, you just keep going because it yeah. doesn't. It, it's work, but it's at least work that you enjoy or look you find forward to. Deep satisfaction, through, yeah, in in just the process of doing. Not even, not even the results yeah. necessarily, but yeah. And I mean, that's why, that's why I stuck with, I'm still doing YouTube editing. Like I, it's something that I, I found that I had a passion for and it's exciting for me. Um, and with you, with the acting, I mean, that's something that you dove into and, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, great things came out of it, but I'd have to say it, it had its season. Yeah. It, it was something that it had, had its season. season. <laughs> And winter has come. It so. had its season. Yeah. What was really cool, a cool moment was when we went to Fleetwood and we did that event. What a beautiful We were the event. most professional people there. Without a doubt. It, it was, was great. It was, I still The have. microphones worked the whole time. There were zero issues. Everything worked perfectly for you, the most you part. You think, think about it. How the hell did we not have less technical difficulties on our first I outing mean, ever? The, I think everything compared everything, to um, everything we did after. Unless you can remember otherwise, everything went as perfectly as possible with one exception. And that was when we got home and I was dropping people off. Like the light bulb yes, rolled out and yes, fell in the yes, snow and it broke. Yes. And we – I think that was it. And like when we were putting up the banner – like the sticky things weren't working; it was too heavy, so we just used duct tape, and that was about it. But <laughs> we the, tore down the. Oh, some the of the paint came it, off. Yeah. yeah, when we took we up the like, duct don't tape. Don't worry, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be yeah. fine. And then at the but end, yeah, the microphones worked, the lights worked, the your computer every, was the fine. Computer, was, the guests, the the people we interviewed, people were, were awesome. wanting to like, w- like, oh no, I want to get an interview with them. Yeah, it was great. Everyone was coming over. These business cards that I see are on the I back know, of your phone. I know. 
man. This was a really bitchin' business card. It really was. It was really you, you cool. Did, you did a very good job putting it together. That's why I still carry him around. I mean, it has my contact information. Really? Yeah. Except uh, the... I'm very proud that... I'm just... These look great. These look really, really they awesome. They really do. I just think they're so cool. And the design of this, the not just the card, but... No one can see. The black background. Yeah. The black background with the red text. Because this... Oh, I remember why we wanted these cover these colors, because we wanted something that was direct and cool, and you see these colors, and it's like, and it's taken seriously. Because at the same time, when we came up with this idea, uh, the movie Straight Outta Compton came out, and these were the, I think the colors, and this is the style text for the letters NWA. Yeah, but that was an executive decision on my part. Like I didn't. Oh, I didn't, really? I didn't, I didn't get any input from you guys. When Interesting. I, when I That's cool. The, the, our thoughts, our our thoughts had gone into the ether and found their way into your brain or something. That's awesome. That's I, I cool. Guess, I guess so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so changing gears. Changing gears. So I had contacted the person who I've worked with the last year and a half for the work that I do on the side, letting him know, you know what, I just can't come out. It's way too, this is way too much of a distance and, you know, cost benefit does mm-hmm. not make any sense. Yes. So I found out that there's an office, you know, two and a half miles away from my house as opposed to 35 miles away from my house. And uh, remember what you said when you were like, when you tell him this, when you tell him this news, you will see his true colors. Yes. Because I texted him, and he texted me back, and I was like, "Oh, I was surprised at that text message." And then I talked to him on the phone the next day. Anyway, I said because he had texted me like, "You know what's going on? Whatever. When I see you next? When are you when are you gonna have free time?" And I pretty much said, "You know, sorry for the late response." I've been busy with work, Second City, uh, classes, rehearsals, auditions, and, you know, it was a joke, dog slobber. I said, after the clutch repair, I cannot justify 70-mile round-trip drives. Uh, The interviews, trainings, um, conference nights, and just, like, you know, talking to people, you know, prospecting, have put thousands of extra miles on my car the last 18 months with uh, 18 months which it has. I've calculated it's probably put about at, at least eighteen to 20,000 extra miles. I put on my car, since I bought it seven years ago, six years ago, about 10,000 miles. Holy cow. So I'm way over. I mean, yes, I've been driving to Second City a lot, but that's 22 miles away. Yes. You know? Yeah, this is... It's 44-mile round trip, so not 70-mile anyway, round continue. trip. Continue. Um, not to mention, or extra miles on my car last 18 months, not to mention I spend nearly two hours of my day just in the car any time I travel to and from, you know, the office. I worked hard for my licenses and do not plan to let them go. It was brought to my attention. There is an office only two miles away from where I live, which is why I'd like to begin whatever steps are necessary to move my code number, you know, um, move it over. I'm greatly appreciative of the time you spent with me, but traveling to the office um, doesn't make any sense when there are resources only 10 minutes away. I'm leaving for downtown soon. Um, I'll be there all night. Let's talk tomorrow. And I didn't hear from him right away, which is weird. And then he texted me back, yeah, that totally works. Let's call me tomorrow at 10. I was like, okay, that's weird. Anyway, I'm on the phone with him 
uh, and it's like five, ten minutes of chit-chat, just uh, laughing, uh, and then we get to, you know, business. And it's really funny because I'm just like completely over his personality at this point. Like, great things, I had a great time, and it was like cool, and there were moments, there were moments where I was like, okay, uh, but it was like, okay, I, I don't understand why this is so difficult for you to comprehend like he's trying to like make it work and stuff like that yeah given like oh well have you thought about this or maybe well he he kind of like got he kind of i could tell he was professional on the phone he wasn't losing it like it wasn't anything like how could you do this to me it was nothing like that but it was like voice was becoming a little steelier it was a little crass yeah and a little um, more short and yeah like he dropped the f-bomb a few times and it, like, for example, he would say something and he's blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you know, it's not my, it's, it's, uh, it's not my fault that you fucked it all up. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, um, he would say something, something, something and fucking this. And he never says that. I mean, he, when we're dicking around, he, I think he's dropped it a few times, but it's in like a comedic like thing. It's not like out of anger or disappointment or you know short temperedness or anything like that and um after a while i'm just and i didn't i didn't really do a whole lot of talking at that point he's just talking and talking and talking i'm thinking to myself well what else is new because he would also say things like you know you've made yourself too busy doing the whole acting thing but i'm your number one fan if that's what you want to do like i'm your number one fan like totally go for it well you're saying two different things right now because you're saying, like, you want me to go for the acting thing, but at the same time, you're trying to make me feel bad yes. for not having enough time that's to do this other thing that you that you want me to do. I know. That's yes, exactly yes. it. That's exactly it. And I can see that. Like, I've been okay. around the block yeah. a few times. I'm not an idiot. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Obviously. So when this happens, I just kind of nod my head. I'm not going to argue with it. I'm not going to try and feed it any well, resistance. he's used to dealing with you, younger people, right? Younger I don't know. You. Younger. I think. I think it's more so always being able to whether it's younger people or older people always being able to you know what's that Give verse it. in the bible the uh the rudder of a ship oh yeah you know what i'm saying yes. kind of work the um work the room mm. as opposed to somebody just like i just someone be just like i know exactly what you're doing i'm still made this decision to do this to go this route yeah. um yeah, because I mean, but it as was, soon as you become useless to him, he has was, no reason to be nice to you. It was him. just, it was just funny, and he wasn't mean, but it was he. You could of tell, you could yeah. tell there was a condescending tone. Yeah, and like, and it would be like, well, it sounds like you're taking some steps backwards, or you know, we try to do this, so don't for, don't forget that this is what I wanted to do for you, and if you've forgotten that, that's not my fault. But if convenience is more important to you than my leadership that I've given you, you know. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, when is this phone call going to be over? Because I had a certain level of respect for this person prior to this phone call, you know? Mm-hmm. After the phone call, I'm just like, okay. You're about at my level of respect. I'm, for this I'm just person. like, okay, you're. You've come down to my I mean, level. I could see the thing is, I. The things that, that he was trying to. What he the 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 techniques he was using to try and sway me one way or another, I've seen those over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But 
now that I am just like laying down my foot, like, no, I'm not doing this this way anymore. Uh I am taking this in a new direction because this is what I need. I've thought this has been over a year since I've initially thought about this and nothing new has happened. Like I know the scenario. I know the routine. I know what's been going on and nothing different, nothing, nothing progressive is going to happen unless a dramatic shift takes place. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was funny. I was during the phone call. I'm kind of smiling. I'm laughing. It was entertaining. It was it was fun for me to Good. be in a I'm yes. It I'm wasn't like was, oh crap. Uh, it was just no. like this is this is fascinating, right? Yes, it's like a psychological yes. uh, deconstruction while it's happening because you're like yes. I've set my emotions aside because I know what's going on. And it's like well, this is fascinating. Yes. Uh, like the way that he goes about that, and yeah, it's it's kind of refreshing to it be was, able to yes. see it in action. It was to sum it up. It was entertaining. It was they just, are who we thought like, they were. Wow. Oh, my goodness. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. But it was... Famous line. What's that from? It's when the Bears beat the Cardinals back in 2006, I want to say. And it was this huge... The coach was like, uh, like, why did you lose or something like that? And his response was to scream, we were who they thought they were. Who said that? The coach of the Cardinals. Oh, the press was asking him. The press was asking him. Why did they lose? They lost because it was the biggest uh, upset comeback in Bears history or something like that. And um, what what did the the coach say? They were who we thought they were. And he screamed that. They were who we thought they were. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. A little piece of trivia. That's funny. It is. Wow. Well, what a great, what a great <laughs> just, way to end this podcast. That makes me so happy to be able to yeah. to just listen to that. Unless you have anything else. I, um, I wasn't sure if there were. No, not nothing. Not too I'm much to keep on my mind. You got something. I mean, that was that was cool. Yeah, I, I really like that. It was really it was really fun. I can go into detail when we're not recording, but I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't really. Okay, I, I'll say this because I mean, I don't really have. I mean, I can't. That was a lie. I can't really go into detail because I can't really recall too much. It was like you know. Yeah. I will say this though. I do wish that I would have somehow been able to record this phone call so that I could play it back for you and myself and just laugh at how ridiculous this phone call was. Yeah. Yeah. And how what? And it was just such a one way call. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just funny. Wow. It was funny. Yeah. I had fun with the it. Way, it was yeah, enjoyable. I mean, the way that you explained it, it sounded like a multi-front attempt at an yeah. assault. But you survived unscathed. Yeah. And it's great Completely to see. Unscathed. So, so does this mean that uh, everything's sort of settled? No. Like, I, there's some things I got to do. I got to contact this office. I got to contact this office. They have to contact him. Which uh, he said. He was like, yeah, contact. Have them contact contact me and we'll get everything we'll get all well, paperwork squared away that. i mean he says um, that just keep in mind but personalities. Uh, but um it was yeah it was a positive experience for me i laughed at it thought it was pretty funny yeah it's like oh my goodness that is yeah yeah i love being able to just have those moments of yeah just embracing the craziness that is um certain people oh the other thing too was like because I do obviously acting and improv, and like one of the arguments, like oh this is totally acting and improv, like this and that, like everything 
your your definition of what you say improv is 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 improv the definition definition of improv at its loosest. Every moment of every day is improv. Do I want to turn the lights on or don't I? Do I want to leave the house at nine thirty or to, every day you're making up without really thinking, but kind of thinking what is going to be yes. going on, and you adapt and you react to certain type of stimuli and variables. Mm-hmm. You know, sports is the same way. Life is the it, it's the same thing. So when you're sitting, you know, when you're doing this work, and you know, you get thrown a curveball. How are you going to react? Like I like you can't fool me. You can't fool me. That like, is totally you cannot not true. fool me. I can totally fool you. Not what? me, not me personally, but people can fool you. People have fooled you, but you've learned from those experiences. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, once you experience it one time, even if you are fooled, it's like you know yeah. from here yeah. on out, nothing even remotely in that form is going to fool you that way again. Well, because here's the thing that I want, that I did learn. Because I think of myself as a fairly savvy, you know, person. But I did learn the, the power of charisma. You know what I'm saying? And I, I drank the Kool-Aid, you know, yeah, you did. But I didn't. You but here's, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You were wallowing. Here's in the that. thing. You were showering. I'm, with that well, here's the, here's the thing. I'm still about that, but I'm about. I I am about that. If I can be in a different environment, in a different place with different people than I initially was. So you see what I'm seeing? Absolutely. The work is the same. The work and all that is the exact same Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of you know do i want to do i want to sit in this type of chair while i'm doing it or do i want to sit in this other type of chair while i'm doing it like you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um but i really don't know where you were going with that i don't really know what i was saying either okay um but yeah i mean i don't really well yeah and it's yeah i mean the absurdity of some of those arguments that he was referencing just well here's the thing to, too to laugh here's the thing too because it didn't take me very long because i think that's what you were it didn't take me very long to understand what you initially told me like a year or so ago because i was like yeah i know and then i i started i started kind of tilting my head at the fact like is this the right person to be learning this from for mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. reasons x y and z and I kind of like noticed these little things here and there, but I just kind of was like, whatever. I didn't. I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily like things that are like a red flag, so to speak. But it's just like, is this type of stuff that I'm going to have to be um, hearing over and over again? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, luckily, I was. Luckily, I was I've been hesitant like the last year, and just finally now pulled the trigger. Yep. Um, but with that being said, I am really excited to make an introduction to this other office know, and just yeah. to kind of see what they're about. Absolutely. Because it would be super refreshing if it is what I anticipated being. It'd be like, oh, 
you know? Yeah, I I am sure that it's going to happen. I'm sure I'd feel new... revitalized. Yeah, absolutely. And the change of scenery is always good. And the, taking off that commute is going to oh, just... Oh, it's huge. Do wonders for... He didn't get, like, when I told him, I was like, this is too long of a commute for me. He's like, well, this one person would drive up here from Gary, Indiana, because he wanted my leader, like, my leadership, my skill set, or whatever. And it's just like... garbage personality. If if I... Whatever it is, if somebody needs to walk away, like, I'll do what it is. For example, you know how the old... Like, the saying, you know, somebody doesn't mean no... You know, in sales or in some, and when you're convinced people like no means this sounds so terrible. When you're with a girl, no means no the first time. I'll say that, but no means no when you get someone to say no a third time when you try your different tactics yes. for doing whatever I've it is. Heard that. And it's like, dude, I've said no like 15 times, and you're still trying to like. So at that point, it's just like, oh my goodness, how much? Like, can you you? Like, do you not have integrity to just – and maintain dignity to just stop when it's over? Do you want me to give you the answer to that? The fight's I over. Think you, I think you, know you what I'm know saying? the answer to that. Like, there's the diff- – and that's the fundamental difference between a good person and a bad person. A bad person is – you just summed it up. I don't – I'm not even going to – don't even start you need to me recon- riled up. You need to recognize – you need to recognize a loss. Yeah. It's okay to lose. Yeah. It's okay. But you need to recognize when you do not have the power to keep things in place the way you want to keep them in place. Recovery, man. It's all about the recovery. <laughs> admitting defeats. Admitting defeats. Admitting defeats. Defeat. Yeah. That's the first step of any recovery. You got to admit the defeat. Admitting otherwise, defeat. otherwise, you're just going to be in denial for the rest yeah. of your fucking life. Yeah. So, I think that's where we ended. That's good. (laughs) Admit defeat. Admit defeat. And you can begin to recover.